What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and today I am joined by the young king, the future class of video games, the man that is next up and telling you what's up with all things video games, my dude, Blessing Adeoye Jr. What up, Bless? Snowbike Mike, how's it going, man? How you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm doing really, really well because you and I today are talking about Forza Horizon 5. But yeah, most importantly, Bless, I get to see you with that bright green background. And you know I love it when you come over to the dark side and talk Xbox with me. Now, Mike, I'm very excited to be here for quite a few reasons. One, I'm rocking my Jet Force Gemini shirt because that is Rare Studios, which of course is a Microsoft studio. And Jet Force Gemini, one of my favorite Rare games from back in the day. And so I want to give a big shout out to Rare Studios, probably my favorite Microsoft studio out there. That's first and foremost. Uh, two, I'm excited to be here because it's a big week. Of course, we're recording this episode because it's a big episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about something that's very huge that's happening in the Xbox community. And what that is, is uh, uh, a big name from Rare is leaving Rare and Xbox to join PlayStation London Studio. Oh my uh, gosh. The new PlayStation lead gameplay designer over at London Studio, uh, Sir Paul Collins. Thank you so much for seeing the bright side and coming over to the PlayStation <laughs> team. Did you see this news? This just broke Woo! like an hour ago. No, I did not see this news. So you're breaking it to all of us right now on the show. I love it. Yeah. That's great. It's one that we'll, we'll probably talk about that one a little bit more uh, uh, on PS Love You. But this is also my first time on xcast which i'm very excited about because i don't get to cross over that often and so like i'm very happy to be here i'm very happy to talk about a game that i that is really near and dear to my heart i'll say yeah you get to come over on a, a really hype week right this is going to be really exciting to talk with the xbox fans and all the kind of funny best friends out there about just an awesome franchise which is forza but we'll talk about that in just a moment because it's really exciting i want to make sure all of the Xbox best friends out there. Of course, if they don't know who the heck you are, you should know it's Blessing out of Yoye Jr. from PSI Love You XOXO. And Bless, it's nice to have you over here. I just have one question for you. What's up? Now that Greg Miller's gone, you mm -hmm. get to run PSI Love You XOXO however you want. How's yeah. that been going? It's been going pretty good. Uh, we've been going for quite a few weeks now, just me and Janet. And it's been... The fun thing of figuring out what the voice is between the two of us, and I think me and Janet are fairly similar in terms of the generation we come from. You know, I think both of us have like hold the PS2 very near and dear to our hearts, and so like we sh we share a lot of the same lineage there, and we share I think a lot of the same like young millennial um, thought processes in terms of how we consume stuff, how we talk about stuff, how we critique stuff, and so. I I think it's a fun dynamic between the two of us, and it's the thing where the thing the thing that I'm most excited about right now, as I I grow uh, on the show with Janet, is the fact that Greg's gonna come back, and me and Janet would have formed an alliance and would have yes. formed such a strong like bond that by by the time Greg gets back, it's gonna be the thing of okay now it's two v one like Greg's gonna come out come at us with some like old man takes on PlayStation, and me and Janet are gonna be sitting there like I don't know man is Uncharted overrated? Who knows? Who knows? Like <laughs> nobody can answer that question. Only, only old man Greg can have his opinion. Is right, but it's really great you're over here with me this week and. We get to talk about something awesome in Forza Horizon. So let's jump into it right now. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course, on podcast services around the globe. But you're probably saying to yourself, what the heck, Snowbike Mike? It's not Saturday. That's right. We're giving you a brand new hot and fresh episode this week early due to the embargo of Forza Horizon 5. So get, sit back, relax, buckle up, 
and get ready to get behind the wheel with me and Blessing as we give you our impressions and our review of Forza Horizon 5 thus far with uh, our early hands-on experiences. So we'll talk about all of that. But of course, don't forget that we are now Epic Partners. So if you are buying V-Bucks off of the Fortnite store, if you're driving around in your Rocket League car and you want to look good with some awesome cosmetics or you're buying any game off the Epic Game Store, please use our Epic Creator Code at checkout. It's totally free to use. You don't have to spend any extra money. We get a portion of that purchase. You can help support us here at Kind of Funny in a brand new way. Use that Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, at checkout anytime you purchase something off the Epic Game Store. We'd like to thank our Patreon producers for the month of November. Pranksky, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew. So thank you so much to all of you for supporting us over on Patreon. And of course, this week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is sponsored by Upstart. But myself and the team will tell you a little bit about that later. Let's jump into it. Blessing. It's Forza Horizon 5. We're back into one of the best racing franchises yeah, on are. planet Earth. Playground Games is back again. Of course, you can get early access November 5th, starting this week when you're listening, or next week on November 9th with its release date. It's a day and date first party launch, so it's coming to Game Pass Blessing. And really, what we're going to try to break down today is how do you improve upon greatness, right? Because oh Play my God. Playground Games coming hot off of Forza Horizon 3. For there's all these horizon games have been so good, but now how do you just improve upon that? How do you make it fresh? How do you make it awesome and make five so great? So, I guess let's start off with just what are your initial impressions, your thoughts, your experiences so far? That's a that's a very interesting place to start, Mike, because I think that is that has been one of my prevailing thoughts as I've been playing Forza Horizon 5 is. Yeah, like they've already perfected it. Like I don't know, I don't know what more you can add to this game to like really iterate on what is essentially a super polished, super good, like super fantastic open world racing game. Uh, my first Forza Horizon was Forza Horizon Three, and I loved and adored that for Australia and how good that game was and how that was my introduction to the franchise. I also played so much of Four, and I think Four did the smart, incredible thing of having the seasons be kind of the X factor. Right? I've been using that word a lot lately, X factor, and I think that. It's it's a good word because it describes like what what is the thing that sets this one apart from the others? What is the thing that this thing does that, that is special? And the seasons that were in Forza Horizon 4, I thought were super cool and special because not only did you get to drive around in the UK, which was a different map for Forza Horizon, you got to do that while also having this background system and mechanic that would change the way that you would see the map and change the way that you would operate around the map. And so I thought that was a really cool novel thing. Forza Horizon 5 kind of goes back to, hey, we're gonna we're doing away with that. We are you're getting the basic Forza Horizon experience and this time it's in Mexico. And it is the Forza Horizon that you know and love. It is really good driving, really amazing graphics. And that is I think that is the place where this game shines the most is this is it this is maybe one of if not the hottest game I've ever seen. Graphically, in terms of visual fidelity, I've never seen anything like this where I am racing and I sometimes like if I'm not looking closely as, as everything is in motion, I'm like, this looks damn near photorealistic. This is fantastic how good this game looks and part i think i think a big part of that is the jump into the next gen hardware i think the xbox series x does a lot for that that the the, the lighting the um the scenery the um like how good the textures look everything about the way the game looks 
is mind blowing. It is an awesome looking game. The gameplay is very much the gameplay you know. They have the cool events that you love. Uh, you know, the, the thing that struck me about, about Forza Horizon when I first started playing the game were the races that you would do against like freight trains, or you would race against a plane, or in Forza Horizon 4, there'd be a mission where you'd race against one of the vehicles uh, in Halo. Like, yes, Mike, you know Halo better than uh -huh. I do. So, yeah, you can, yeah, you the put a name to the it. Warthog, yep. Yeah, you would race the Warhog, and those are the moments that really made Forza Horizon for me. And Forza Horizon 4 also had another one. I feel like I can talk about this now since we're years past it. And so if you're, if you're concerned about Forza Horizon spoilers, I don't know what to tell you. I'm <laughs> going to dive into some of the stuff that was in the previous game. In the previous game, there was one chain of story missions that I really loved, which was we're going to go through the history of racing games, and you, we're going to replicate different races from different iconic racing games including things like ridge racer and i remember going through that and being like wow how in the world did they do this they had the voiceover they had um like a lot of the similar kinds of like hey this is this car from this game those moments i thought made that game super special uh and this game i think has a lot of that similar stuff i've not reached anything on the level of the ridge racer moment from forza horizon 4 in the like classic video game racing moments and i think part of that is just that i'm not far enough in forza horizon 5 because I put in maybe about six, seven hours at this point. Um, but it does have the big races you know and love in terms of I'm gonna race a um like an I'm gonna race an airplane and halfway through the race, that airplane is gonna drop motorcycles out of it. And then toward the end of the race, the, those motorcycles, the 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 riders on them are gonna <laughs> jump off the motorcycles and turn into wingsuits, and you have to race that to the finish line. That is the dopest thing ever and that is what Forza Horizon brings to the table and that is in in I think small and intricate ways this game finds ways to try and one up the previous games in terms of those moments um but I think my overall takeaway from this Forza Horizon game is yeah this is more Forza Horizon like this is what I know Forza Horizon to be and this is the Forza Horizon that I know and love and if you're already in on Forza Horizon you're going to be in on this game and if you've never played Forza Horizon you need to try out Forza Horizon with this game because one it's on Game Pass two it is something that I think anybody can get into yeah, bless. I mean, tough act to follow. You say it so, so well. And that was one, when we got the review codes, I sat there. And of course, let's first start off. Thank you to Team Xbox and Microsoft and Playground Games for sending us those review codes early, just so everybody knows that's how we got them. But that was my question to myself as I sat there and I turned on the game. I said, how do you increase or elevate what you've already perfected, right? And that's really, really tough. And I think one of the best ones is the freshness of the map, right? We're leaving the UK we're going somewhere new and awesome and hot and fresh with Mexico. And I think that really carries so much for me of this game comes out three years, four years, right? This is a, not an annual release. And I think you get so burnt out after playing hundreds of hours of the last iteration that you're excited to go somewhere new. And I will say going to Mexico is a treat, right? After leaving the UK of those kind of bland hillsides and like, you know, forgettable towns, I think this map, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, is really something special. It has 11 different biomes and each one looks and feels so different and unique. And I think the color palette really elevates yeah. what you're looking at in the visuals and really kind of brings a nice look to it and elevates your gameplay, which is what I want. And then on top of that, I think to myself, well, what more could you add? You have 500 plus cars, right? We already know that the game is stunning. And it's one of those, I think they're really, really in a great place, Bless, because this isn't the traditional racing sim, which... I can't really do. I like this open world semi arcadey uh, adventure that they've created here. This is the game that brings me in as a non-racing fan. And I think you say it so well of like, 
you've never tried a Forza Horizon, this is the kind of game you try and you can get into and be like, oh, I'm a racing fan now. Or like, oh, yeah. I will dip my toe into more racing opportunities, right? And so and, and that's Mike, a big you mentioned, one for me. You mentioned that you're not a big racing sim person, and I'm I'm in, in the same place. Like, I've, I've tried racing sims before, and they're just not my jam. But the racing games that I do love are the more arcade-style racing games. And so, like, I like things like Burnout. I li I've liked uh, previous yes. Need for Speed games, the fast-paced games where you feel like you have the freedom to mess up, and that doesn't totally throw you off the track. And Forza Horizon, I think, hits that perfect place where it – it isn't burnout. It isn't need for speed. It does have those sim elements to it where you want to you want to pay attention and drive carefully and you got to hit your turns. But the game is very casual in how it brings you in. And it has the things that it, it has a lot of elements that are going to bring people in that it, that even if you're not a sim person, like the, the open world is made in a way that is reminiscent of any great open world game, right? Something that comes from a Ubisoft or something that comes from like whoever's out there making good open world games. You open up the map and the icons are colorful and it's all about the, it's all about you kind of choosing your own adventure. And so you have options in terms of, I want to do the road races. I want to do the street races. I want to do the off-road races and the feedback that the game gives you and the ease of, uh, the easing you in, I think is everything in terms of folks who might look at Forza and go, ah, oh, Forza, that sounds like something that's super sim. Do not let that deter you because mm -hmm. Forza Horizon specifically is built around trying to get people who love Forza for Forza, but also get people who might just want a casual racing game and go in and have fun. And so don't expect something super arcade, but expect something that isn't as sim, uh, simmy as something that might scare you off. Yeah, and it's one of those as well, the big open world, right, Bless? It's like so different from the traditional racing game of like, hey, we just dump you on the track, do the race we'll dump you on the next track. I love the ability of like pulling back and looking at this giant open world map and then just ripping through the terrain. I think one thing that I've always appreciated about Playground Games and Forza Horizon is they found a really good happy medium of destructible environments and then pieces yep. that will actually stop your car, right? So like yep. you could be ripping through the back country and like you'll be tearing up bushes, small trees, small fences, and it feels good of like, man, I'm not getting penalized for banging into this. And of course, there's the larger trees or different areas that will stop you completely. But I always appreciate and love like you get to drive anywhere you want in this map and they just give you the freedom to go. And here in Mexico, there's so much to do from the volcano. And you look off at that vista and you just like you see the beats to your left. You see the beats to your right. And you're like, I'm going to go there. And you just start driving there. And it's always so so awesome to do that yeah the, the I, I think the destructible thing is a really good thing to point out because it feels like every single thing and this is like it's not 100 percent, but it feels like so many elements in this game are destructible the things that you wouldn't even expect for me i play a lot of gta people know that the GTA has things where it's like, okay, I cannot destroy this rail that's like at the side of the road. I can't hit a certain type of, there's a certain type of tree or bush yes. that you cannot hit in GTA because that will stop you in your tracks. They do such a good job in Forza Horizon 5 of making pretty much any element that might be like near the side of the roads, because like, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna veer off road at points, right? Like not anybody, not everybody is a perfect driver. During a drift, you might hit that point where your your wheels are getting off road. Usually, if there's a rail there or if there are small trees there, all that all of that stuff is breakable, and it makes the game very forgiving in a way that is really good. Because one, the it feels if it 
looks cool and feels really great when you hit the breakable stuff yes. because the game also does have the score meter that's at the top that will fill XP based on how you're driving. So if you're drifting or if you're driving in certain ways, that'll fill the meter and you get XP. Uh, breaking it in, in environmental breakable stuff adds to that meter as well. And so if anything, you're not even you're not getting penalized. You're getting encouraged <laughs> to to break stuff, which I think is super fun and, and awesome. And then you do have the things where obviously like you can't hit a big tree, you can't hit like a house, like things will stop you but it is a, it, i think it's a very impressive feat that they're able to have so many different breakable things on screen at the same time yeah that's one thing i've always appreciated and so it's really really great like we've discussed how do you improve upon perfection right and there's a couple of things here that actually really benefit them right we've talked about the new location now we're in a brand new generation of consoles right so now we get to see those upgraded visuals we get to see the upgraded and steadier frame rates and on top of that now we get to see quick load times and yep. blessing. One thing I want to highlight is the quick load times, right? Whether you're starting a race, ending a race, or if you want to fast travel across the map, I am impressed with how fast this game does load and kick on. Also taking advantage of quick resume. So like you just leave that thing on blessing and you can jump in anytime, which I absolutely love, but they really took advantage of the next generation. It feels that way when you play on the Xbox Series X or S. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think the low times are great. The like all of the benefits that you get with quick resume and the Xbox Series X stuff is great. My one thing that I'm going to point out, Let and me know. this is a this, it's been fun playing this game because I've been playing this in Riders Republic at the exact same time. And both these games go for very similar things in terms of being these like quote unquote extreme sports games that have uh, that that take place in a festival setting where they take place in an open world and there are other driver driver tars like player ghosts essentially scattered around the map uh and you're going from event to event advancing different types of careers like the games are very similar in that sort of way and as i've been playing both of them at the same time there are things i've been looking uh while playing rise republic and i look over at forza horizon and i'm like man i wish this game would do this this and this from forza Ooh, okay and i've been having a few of those things with forza as well in the switch way with for with um uh, riders republic where the thing that i've loved about riders republic is if Whenever I get done with a career or an event, I will unlock new events in that career, right? In the very similar way that you do with Forza. In Rise Republic, you can open up your map, go over to an icon, click it, and the game will immediately fast travel you there. Uh, and with the quick load times and virtually no load times in Rise Republic, Riders Republic's case, it grants a new level of, oh, like, I can just do, I can just go directly and do whatever I want. And the ease of use and the ease of uh, player choice there, I think adds a lot to, hey, I just want to do the events. I don't care to travel across the open world. Whereas Forza Horizon 5 does have fast travel. You have to unlock the fast travel points by hitting certain signs. And they make it a challenge. And this is a, this this has been a thing that's been in previous Forza Horizons where you have to hit the fast travel boards. And a board might be on top of a house. So you have to figure out what is the jump that's going to get me there. Or a board might be hidden somewhere. I think the like they have the XP boards as well. I think the XP boards are good the way they're, that they're done. I think the fast travel boards don't need to be like these things that you have to achieve for because i it, it's that thing of fast travel whenever you want to use fast travel at least for me it's always a thing of i want this to be quick i i'm using this be, for ease of use i'm not using this necessarily as a gameplay mechanic i'm using this because i want to get to this next event and i don't want to waste my time i think having the player go after boards to unlock fast travel spots one discourages them from do from doing it as actively because 
oftentimes these boards are in place where I'm like, I don't have the time to figure out figure out what this puzzle is. But man, it'd be nice if I was able to fast travel here. So when I do have an event over on this side of the map, I could get to it quickly. Um, that is the thing that I wish the game would handle better. I wish I could open the map, go to an event, and go, cool. I'm gonna treat this almost like a menu where I'm loading up the next thing because I'm loving I'm loving the off-road races. Uh, in this game more than I love driving into in the open world right there are going to be those people and so I wish that was a bit better but regardless yeah like the 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 quick load times the the ease of play like the the, the visual fidelity all that stuff that comes with next gen I think is fantastic yeah something to keep an eye on go check out digital foundry for the big breakdown of course bless those are the guys if you want to hear all about graphics and what it's really looking like but an interesting one only two options on the visual mode here so you have graphics mode which is Quality, higher or higher graphics fidelity at 30 frames or performance mode, lower graphics at 60 frames. Mm. My question was going to be, what about 120, right? That was the one thing when we jumped into this, you know, next generation was like, are we going to start hitting 120 on these games? Interesting that the team chose just two modes. Uh, they are very beautiful. I've been playing in only graphics mode at 30 frames and blessing. I'll tell you what feels great still. You know, I, I, I am somebody that wants the 60 frames plus, but I will tell you 30 frames with the higher quality graphics and the ray tracing over with Forza Vista is like very, very good. And I'm very mm. impressed. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I'm usually a performance person, Mike. They call they in the streets. They like to call me performance pappy because performance I'm pappy. always I'm always pushing for performance. I I'm were, always about I thought you were leftover poppy. I have many. That's a different street, Barry. In a different street, they call oh, me leftover okay, poppy. Okay, yeah, okay. they this also is, call this me the is two blocks over. Got it. It's two blocks over, and then a couple yeah. blocks over, they call me the Balenciaga bad boy. But I digress. The performance pappy is what they call me. But when um, the Xbox Series X first came out last year at launch, one of the games I tried was Forza Horizon Four, and I tried it in both modes. And the thing that blew me away is that I did prefer the fidelity mode over the performance mode. There's some I, I felt like when I switched over to performance, just enough was taken away where I was like, oh, I, maybe I will do fidelity for this one. And I think part of that is just that this game looks so good. It is ridiculous how good Forza Horizon looks that oh. when you do take away a bit of that fidelity, it does feel like you are, are, are missing something. And I wonder if that is part of why they don't have the 120 option is there the, the game has so much going on in terms of what it is going for visually that maybe 120 would be too they would have to give up too much of the fidelity in order to make that run the way it would um i don't know that like you know this is just me hypothesizing but i could i could see that being the case but man yeah i can't i, I can't wait to sit down and watch some um forts or um some whatchamacallit digital foundry stuff to see like what yeah. they point out because again this game looks fantastic man it, it looks fantastic. And another new feature coming into the game, of course, is the big time weather events, right? That dynamic weather has now been elevated. So we have the big sandstorm across the map. Yeah. I was in this lightning storm blessing. We got to take a moment. First off, the sandstorms and all the storms, right? You can have torrential rain. I was in this lightning storm blessing and you wouldn't believe how epic this game became and this race where I was whipping through the desert into the jungle and lightning was just splattering all across the map. It would just jump right in front of you, create this little spark, and then you drive past it. I absolutely love how they've elevated that, right? You talked about the seasons. Now we're really looking at dynamic weather and how do you make a fun, impactful moment there. And I think of like Battlefield, right? Now adding that tornado to it and those only in Battlefield moments. These are only in Forza moments. This giant sandstorm, is incredible blessing. I love how it 
just takes over everything around you and the whole world becomes really dark and dim and you feel like you're in the middle of the storm and you're trying to get out of it. You don't know which way is which. It, it's really, really impressive to see how that works. Yeah, I, I love that stuff too. Uh, I've had that moment where I'm driving in and the the course takes me through a stand, sandstorm and i love the transition when you go from like oh shit I'm, I'm approaching a sandstorm to being in the sandstorm and like all, all of a sudden everything is dark and everything looks different i think that stuff is really cool and yeah i've also had the the, ra the rainstorm thing and one of one of the the one of the moments where i had the rainstorm where it was um during one of like the uh missions where uh, this is what something I'm gonna have to preface, right? The the game, the way the game does uh, progression this time around is a bit like a, a bit different from the previous games, where you'll fill up the bar for your career by like doing enough events, and then the game will show you like these postcards essentially, yes. and it is it is divided into the different types of events, and so you'll have I believe it's it's called things like uh, Horizon like Heat or like Horizon. I, I actually have them for you right here. So oh, they're please. Horizon Adventure chapters. And so you have Mexico main stage, Horizon Apex, Horizon Wilds, Horizon Baja, Horizon Rush, and finally Horizon Street Scene. Yes. And so these are different types of uh, branded events for Horizon, where Horizon Street Scene is all of the like street races, which I, I think are new for this game. I don't remember doing the street races uh, in the previous ones. People can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh you know like i was like oh shit that's cool and then they have the apex stuff which i believe is like the regular road races and they have another one which is like oh, the off-road races and that's how they divide it when you when you level uh up a bar they give you the the chance to pick uh one of those and essentially like level up that thing so you can unlock the next round of events for that specific uh scene and when you do that, it'll then take you on a mission of, hey, okay, now drive over here. And as you're driving over here, it might do like a, cool, let us introduce you to the street scene. Or yes. I'm going to have, it might be one of your friends in the game being like, let's drive around this area and collect like all the stuff. And then you can drop me off my plane or whatever. And uh, I, it was, for me, it was during one of those moments where it was raining and storming for me. And so I was in essentially this like, this area that had um, like a lot of like monument stuff, a lot of landmark stuff around and it was raining. And so I had to go through and I had to like take pictures around some of the statues and stuff that were around. And I thought, I thought it felt really cool and really different for Forza. Like that was something that I, I really liked that they added because it added a level of, Hey, like this is a game with a, theoretical story right a very loose story it's not <laughs> like yeah yeah it's not like an rpg or whatever it's not like a it's not <laughs> it's not there's not like a narrative to this game but it does feel like i'm playing like a campaign mission of a game which yeah. i think is super cool for forza yeah that's so well said bless that was actually one that stuck out to me right it's like you have all the races and events that you're used to but now they're trying to like build upon a campaign and kind of tell a mini story right it's not like oh this is something you got to write about but there is a little story going on, and I, I love that every time you unlock the first one of those Horizon chapters, right, it's usually like an expedition, right? So you have yeah. the Baja Expedition, and you have the Wilds Expedition. One of the expeditions I went on, you go up to the top of the volcano, and you actually put down, like, seismographs to read the seismic activity. You put on, That's like, awesome. a volcanic suit to, like, not burn yourself. And so it is really fun of, like, instead of just racing – they take you around the map. They show you all the different areas, right? And then it's just kind of like this, pull up to this side and take a photo of this kind of artifact or artifact, like you said, right? Or put down this seismic chart and it will do that. And so it is really cool to like slow it down a little bit, explore the map, take a look. 
And I'll tell you, when I was on that Volcano Bless, it was awesome because they had the thing rumbling the whole time. So as you're driving around, you can hear it. You can feel it in the controller. Like the mountain is shaking and you're like, oh man, we got to get off of this, right? And I love how they've done that where they have the six different, you know, adventure adventure chapters, but there's three or four things to unlock in each one. And usually the first one is the expedition. Hey, let's show you the area get you accustomed to the new biome and the events that you're going to do. And and then the final one is usually like the massive race, right? And so I've done a couple of these from the Colossus to the Goliath to the Gauntlets. And these are like the biggest races you can imagine going across the whole map, Bless. So the Mm -hmm. Goliath went from the South Beach all the way up to the North, all the way to the West, all the way to the South, and then back to the East again. And it was 13 minutes of like- intense racing i really really enjoyed it as barrett brings it up on the stream but like it shows all the different biomes while you go through it and it's just this mega race and i was thinking about something like when will this end and i looked at the clock just continuing to go up and you can even press start in the middle of the race and like see the map itself and you pull out and it's like oh my god we're gonna race across the whole entire map and i love that you start off with like hey check out this area Okay, now look at this. You're going to race the whole entire map on our mega race, which I love as well. Oh, my God. That looks incredible. They uh, Right now, what Barrett is showing, they pulled up the map and showed how long the race is. And that reminds me so much of in Burnout 3, they had a similar thing where the game, Burnout 3 is not open world, but they do have, uh, when you go into the campaign mode, they have kind of a like a loose map uh, for like the different regions that they represent in the game. And in each region, they do have a cross uh, country race that you can do. That is mm-hmm. essentially all the different tracks mashed together and you're going on a long distance race and that what you're describing mike is pretty much the equivalent of that oh. and that, i'm always about that because it feels like it feels like the finale right it feels like cool i've i've done all of these parts before but now for this final race i'm going across like versus all these people for a race that is going to like last 13 minutes and it feels like it feels like a marathon and i think there's something so special and so cool about that and like you know talking about the presentation stuff and like the um uh, like the expedition missions and all these things one of the things one of my first thoughts as i booted up this game and they started in on showing the different scenery and like showing like showing the environment which there's a lot of uh like flora there's a lot of beautiful trees, a lot of plants, a lot of beautiful elements of the open world. Then they also like have characters that like will talk and introduce you to Mexico and introduce you to the Horizon Festival and all these things. The th- the thought that I kept on having, Mike, is that these guys are gonna make a banger Fable game. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you, okay. I don't know I... if you had this, the same thought. And I'm not, I'm not a Fable person. Like I've never played a Fable. I just know that it's a it's a very popular fantasy RPG that a lot mm-hmm, of people love. Mm-hmm. And going through all this, I, I I remember when Fable was announced slash rumored because it's been rumored forever that it's gonna come from Playground Games. Um. When I was first talked about, I always had the thought of, I mean, those are the racing game guys, right? Like, it's, it's going to be weird to give them, like, a big RPG to tackle. As I've been playing this game, I'm like, no, I see it now. I see it. Because they have, the, one, they have the open world environment down. Like, they know how to make an open world easily. Like, they, they know how to make one. They know how to make a good environment they, with amazing fidelity and amazing visuals. Uh, in terms of gameplay mechanics, like what is racing if not just mechanics, right? <laughs> like, there's no pun intended, right? But like, what they they know gameplay, and I'm sure them figuring out like, cool, how do we nail combat or whatever that is in uh, Fable? 
they know how to make good gameplay. I'm sure they can figure that out. And then when we talk about dialogue and character and all that stuff, I'm sure that's going to require them hiring up and bringing in people and doing all this stuff. But a lot of it is already there in Forza. There's a lot of dialogue in this game. There's a lot of people talking to each other. There's a lot of calls that you get. Um, like even Anna, the navigator, is talking to you all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like these guys are. I think Fable is in good hands with playground games. Oh, but I love hearing you say that because that was going to be my final question of the podcast for mm. you of like because of course everybody knows fables right around the corner with playground games and what will that be and yeah i think you play this and you can start to see them probably test some of these things out right now you have a drive driver avatar that you create and you get to see other people in yeah. cutscenes, right and like they're working on the dialogue they're working on cutscenes. your character is working too, on which yeah. i think is a new thing like your character talks back to like all the other characters talks which, a lot yeah it's right you know the character stuff in this game isn't the best stuff in this game by far Correct. you know i talk yep. about how good this game looks the characters don't look amazing don't look, don't look great at all but like those aren't the things you're going to see the most of the most of the time right you're like you're seeing the driving you're seeing all the other stuff but the framework is there right like the bones yes. are there for them to build off of Correct. This is the foundation and the stepping stones. And you can see that and you think about what's next in the future. And you're like, oh, man, like this is in good hands is right. So I'm glad that you brought up Fable because that was going to be my final question of the day. But uh, touching on more of the events, right, we talk about the quote unquote campaign and these six different Horizon Adventure chapters that are going to unlock different outposts of the Horizon Festival that will bring you more events, more um, fast travel locations and houses, of course. That's a ton of fun. But some other things you touched on before, the XP boards and the fast travel boards, right? 250 plus of them scattered around the map. Yeah. And what I really love is like, these encourage you instead of, instead of fast traveling back and forth and just jumping to the races you like when you want to do that or you don't want to do that, it really encourages you to go out and explore and go find these, right? But then they also give you a little brain twister and I've had some issues, bless. <laughs> they like to put these boards on top of houses, on top of planes, and you're sitting there going, where do yeah, I have how? to go? How, how do, I do, do I do this? Is right. And so I, I'm scratching my head, and Andy, me and him played multiplayer last night. He's like, Mike, like you pull up to this, and you're supposed to sit here and look around, like really look. And I'm like, I don't know, bro. And he's like, there's a ramp here, or like hit this hill here. And it's really cool how they've put these together of like, this on top of a house figure it out and you have to look around to really break down how to get these signs do you do you feel like they're good rewards because i think that's my biggest thing with it is i like i like the idea of it i like the framing of the puzzles i like the framing of okay how do i get on top of this house for this thing do you ever feel like you need to for the 5000 xp or the 3000 xp because like xp isn't I don't think it's that scarce in this game, right? If I drift around yeah. enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some XP. Uh, do you like? Would you prefer it to be like a different kind of reward? Like maybe you get a rare car or something, or are you fine with the XP? I mean, I would love that blessing, right? I think that's the easy one. But in all honesty, I like the XP because it is building into your player level, which then gives you the prize wheel spins that I can get the chance of getting a car, right? But it is interesting enough of like it is just a thousand to three thousand xp points right i like the fast travel one because the fast travel boards what they do actually bless mm -hmm. is they reduce the price of your fast travel so if you unlock them all your fast travel is actually free throughout the rest of the game that you're playing so that's kind of a gotcha. cool incentive not like it's that expensive to travel from one house or a different horizon outpost it's like seven thousand coins at yeah, most but like my, actually, i do can like you break, that can you break this down for me because i played yeah. three fourths horizons now and I don't think I've ever fast traveled. <laughs> so you can fast travel from Horizon Festival locations and your homes, houses 
that are normally right next to them. And so that is your fast travel mechanic. And so what these fast travel boards do is if you unlock all 50 of them and break them all down, they're just slowly reducing the price one by one. But if you get to the final one and done, then it's completely free for you to fast travel. Okay, that, I, t- I take back a little bit of my critique earlier, but I will still mm-hmm. say that it is nice in in um, riders to be able to just click the icon yes. of whatever the event is, and then you're boom, there. you're right there. There's something I, that's real that's real nice about that, but it does it's a double edged sword though because I I don't explore much in riders, and this game wants you to explore. This game's yes. map is incredible and beautiful, and if they had that, I for sure probably wouldn't explore the map as much. And so it is double edged, but I don't know. I, I like something about the the quick, like, oh, let me just go there right now and, and do the next event. Yeah, that's when you were explaining that, that's how I felt, right? There's moments where I want to explore and I will drive from, you know, across the map just to go to the next event or I'll start to plot out, right? I'll be like, okay, I can hit three events here if I go this way and then I can swing down south and do the next events, right? But then there's sometimes in me, bless, where I'm like, I just want to do the race. Like, get me over yeah. there. And it sucks to look at it and be like, man, I still have like a, you know, 30 second to 60 second drive. And sure, that sounds like a short time, but like you are driving and exploring this massive map. But what I really like as well about the exploration, go for it, Bless. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna ask you a, a different question. So you can finish okay. your thought on the exploration. Okay, I was gonna I say, so with the exploration on top of the XP boards and the fast travel boards, something that I think is really cool that they added that I'm still trying to wrap my head around is there's these hidden special legendary cards in these barns around mm. the map. And the so what barns, happens yeah. is, is they'll call you on the radio and be like, hey, I just got the deets on where a possible barn location could be. And then all of a sudden the map zooms out and they show you this big blue circle on your map. And so you're supposed to go in there and just kind of comb the jungle or the desert or the beach and yep. find this hidden farm or you know whatever, you, barn farm, whatever you want to yeah, call the barn it, find. and find this car. And it's like, that's a lot of fun. And I think it's really, really cool because I found myself a couple nights ago, I could see other players playing and one of them was in the circle. And so I pulled up next to him. He's looking at me. I'm looking at him and we start combing it together, which I thought oh, that's was awesome. really, really cool. That's awesome. I, I did those a lot in Forza Horizon 3. And then in 4, I think I hit a, I hit a point where I was just like, all right, this is making me, tur- this is turning me crazy. Because I swear I would go around those circles, I would comb them and find nothing. And I'm like, what? corner of the circle am i missing that this barn is at that's going to frustrate me and then inevitably like five minutes later i i finally find the barn i'm like oh thank god but now in forza horizon 5 i get the notification of like barn find nearby and i'm just like i'm gonna ignore this (laughs) i'm gonna keep going this isn't this isn't my personal bag but i do think it is like When I was playing in Forza Horizon Three, I did love them. I was like, okay, this is this is my stuff. I, I'm 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 totally down with this. And so, yeah, like they 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 introduced you to one early on in this game where it's part of the objective for the mission. And I did that one, and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is pretty pleasant. But aside from that one, I kind of I kind of keep going. I usually just like I get my car from the wheel spins, which I'm hooked on the wheel spins. I don't know about hooked you. Hooked on the wheel spins. You it's know so that. it's ridiculous how good they've oh, nailed no. the wheel spins in like yep. the feedback. Because yeah, like Mike, <laughs> Mike or uh, Bear is saying, "Oh no!" And like the, uh, it is is exactly what it sounds like. It is loot box city, but it's like very generous in his loot boxes, right? Like it's all yeah. good stuff. Whenever you whenever you hit the wheel spin, it's like, all right, cool. Are you gonna get a rare car or are you gonna get a hundred thousand currency? And I'm like, dude, I'm down for whatever. <laughs> Give me either. I'm happy with it. Okay, as uh, long as Mike, yeah, you know, isn't getting getting too addicted and spending, yeah, too, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think the positive is. Is you can't buy the wheel spins, right? Like from my experience, I don't think you can actually buy wheel spins, which is good. It comes mm. from leveling up your characters every single XP level and other things like that. So like 
you're not buying anything in the microtransactions, which is good. But I will say, you one thing you got to be careful of is buying cars and, of course, the auction house, right? Because now in this game, just like previous, you could put your cards up for auction. And then you're looking at Blessing's car like, oh, man, I could spend all my coins, like buy microtransaction coins to buy it even more, you know, which mm-hmm. is bad. I love that. But, yeah, I love that they're really promoting and encouraging you to explore this awesome and creative map, right? I love the barn locations. I love the different XP and fast travel challenges. And I think that's really something special to go out and check out, right? Encourage you to go explore and have some fun. And then that's the thing that I think makes a great open world game, right? Is there are enough things that are enticing you in the map to make you want to like take a distraction and go, Oh wait, okay. There's this thing over here. Well, I was on my way to this thing, but let me do this barn find because I, I'm into this. Or like, oh, let me get this XP board because I'm into this. Or like, let me do like the thing I like too are the the live events. Those have been the things that have been yes. um, attracting me more uh, based on just the, my interest levels of what's in the game. And so when I see like a hey, here's like a Forzathon thing, or like hey, dr- uh, drift around this area of the map as much as you can to like help support like the overall like team player goal. And I'm like, I'm I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm let me do that because that is the stuff that I think is super cool and fun and so like all that stuff I'm, I'm super into yeah it's really cool to be looking at your map and see different live events go live and go over there and partake in them right and i think for us we were in the review and so like there was very limited players that would partake but now when this world opens up it's going to be really cool to be driving around with others in your world and then as well to stop at these live events and be in a big group doing this right i love that the convoy it's up to 12 people as well for you and 12 of mm. your friends to drive around is awesome. But when well, have you had any experiences like trying to do any of the events alone? Because I've I've done that a few times now where I go to a spot and for some reason it doesn't register that it's pre-release. Nobody else has this game. Correct. Nobody's yeah, gonna yeah. be doing this thing. But I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do it anyway. And I got to one that's like get the fur you have to uh launch off a ramp and get the furthest you can off that ramp and i was the only one doing it and so it was just me doing it and then like driving all the way back around and then doing it again and then driving all the way back around and i was like this is a ridiculous thing that i'm doing right now but hey like it is what it is i'm reviewing this game so i'm gonna do it uh have you had any of those or are you just like no, I'm just i did not go solo me and andy got to partake in a multiplayer session late last night and what they did was they took us to different live events and so we went to one where they put us on like a spot on the map and so the big pink circle goes around you and they had mini pinatas that we were supposed to drive around and smash in a certain amount of time and like it added up the score for the whole 12 of us in the live event which was really really cool so like there's mini pinatas that you would smash for points but then there was also like pinata cactuses so if you ran those over then you became invisible for 12 seconds and you couldn't help the team out and it was really really cool to see everybody kind of like hauling ass all around you to smash these things i really like that i can't wait to see more of it so one of my questions i was going to ask you is have you done many of the story missions because they have these missions that are basically these these time attack missions where they give you a setup of hey we need you to like capture this video from here to here can you do it in two minutes and they give you a special car to drive in order to do that have you been uh, doing many of those and how do you like them i've been doing those and i like them a lot i think we've touched on it it's like there's a big breadth of events that you can do. And so when I do do those, I never feel like, oh man, I'm doing this again. Or like, oh, I don't like that it's a time trial or it's so small, right? Because they're only like two and a half minutes to three minutes is like the timer that they usually give you. And so for me, it's never like, oh, this is a drag or anything. I like it because you get a little piece of the story. You get more character development with the people around you and the dialogue as well. And like why we're in Mexico or like why Mexico is so great. What are we doing here, right? 
And then I love the character always drawn back of like, oh, we didn't do this in the UK or something like that. I love that they bring it back to four. Oh, yeah, they do that a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. I, I don't think I haven't hit an event where I'm like, I don't like doing this. They're all there's so many of them that I feel like I can pick and choose. Or even if I go to the ones I'm like, ah, I'm not really a big fan of this. I still love it because it's like, man, this is a good time. Yeah, I like them, too. I The thing I will say is that I feel I don't know if they're on the level uh, uh, that they were in Forza Horizon 4. Because Forza Horizon 4 had some dope-ass story missions. And like, and even early on, like there was one where you're essentially this Hollywood stunt driver. And so you would do okay. stunt missions for like 10 chapters straight. And then there was the other one where you would um, do like the classic uh, racing game missions. And I think that was another one. That was a little bit further in the game. And between those and others, I think they had some really banger ones. I've not done like... Uh, an amazing amount in this game yet and so maybe they're out there maybe i just had to have to uh, get way further on in the game to find the more like exciting ones but so far i think the premises have been fairly basic in terms of hey yeah like you know capture this this footage or like drive this car like it's not been like a oh like we're we're doing something super crazy and super wild and so get here in two minutes uh but like you know the story missions are still fun nonetheless i'm with you that there's no event in this game that has missed the mark in terms of oh that was boring or oh i hated this course or whatever i think all of yeah. them are pretty well designed and optimized and i i gotta give a big shout out to the event lab that creator tool of like oh, i yeah. don't know if you noticed bless but like every single mission you do there's technically an option where you can do a community created like playoff of that mission right so like there's event stuff where people can create their own fun events and you can do that but like every single mission that you do and like race you do there's also part of the event lab where it's like, oh, Blessing, like, changed it up like this, where you can only use this car or, like, get the smash pinatas while you go. And, like, there's different variations. And I love that, like, oh, I could pick the traditional or I could go check out somebody else's created one and see what kind of freshness it brings to that. I thought that was really cool to see every time I would hit a race and, like, oh, here's another option if you want to try that. I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah, I, I like the option. I've only done a couple of those. The latest one I did, it was very obvious that the person who made it was trying to game the system or something because <laughs> they, the the course I was doing was down, like, uh, an airstrip, essentially, and I just had to drive in a straight line all the way down, like, a couple of miles. And it's a very it was a very simple event. At the very start of the event, I noticed that all the NPC cars drifted right, like as I went, and I was like, "What the heck is this? Is this like this person's drive avatar? Are they? Is my friend trying to troll me? What's going on?" And then I look at the line uh, that the course is taking. It's like a wiggly line, and so whoever made it made it so that the actual like course is like wiggly, so that way the NPCs would drive in that way and whoever's the player can just like jet ahead and get the thing and so like you know i think that's going to get better over time because of course mm -hmm. it's pre-release and so there's not a, a lot of good um like uh curation going on yet once the game is out for everybody that you assume that a lot of that stuff gets curated and you're not going to have those weird events like that but it was it was a funny one where i was like what is going on here oh i see what's going on here but i love the idea i think it's super cool yeah i love that it's going to keep it fresh going to keep people creating and being able to play some new stuff got to give one final shout out to the events of course the eliminator is back blessing and that is oh yeah your fourth have you done royale it? i have, have done not it done one? it i'm not, not done i've not done it yet because you do need a fair amount of players to be playing so i didn't want to queue up but the moment that this launches i'm jumping right back into the eliminator because that's one bless of forza horizon 4 was so cool right we were in the middle of the battle royale craze and i know a lot of people in the comments will hear this and be like oh battle royale but like the way that people have gone and like 
changed up the formula for Battle Royales from Tetris 99 to Pac-Man and now even to the Eliminator. It's just so much fun of like, here's the giant circle. If you run up next to somebody, you can challenge them to a head-to-head race. If you beat them, you can steal their car and get a better car. You can find cars being dropped around the map to elevate your car and get a better one. And of course, then the map slowly circle just becomes smaller. And then they're like, okay, guess what? In 30 seconds, you got to go all the way over here, get there, you know, to win it. And I absolutely love it, Bless. I can't Dude, wait. I cannot wait. I cannot it, wait. It's so cool. And so, yeah, that's a lot of the events. Uh, of course, a new one that I found that was added was Anna and, of course, the link, right? So these are things yeah. that are on your D-pad. And what I really like is for people that might not be really aware of what Forza Horizon's all about to maybe like on a, you know, uninitiated to the events, or maybe you just want somebody to like guide you. You're like, you know what, whatever, like roll the dice. Anna is there on just a quick time D pad press. And you could ask Anna to take you to accolade challenges to different race missions to help you guide around the map. And I really think that's a cool one bless of like a cool addition of like almost an OnStar or a, a Siri. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah, it's else. essentially, it's a it's a voice assistant. I think Anna was in some of the previous ones, but Link is a new one to this one. And Link is for online specifically. And so you can uh, ask Link for like contextual stuff of, and he hey, like I want to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he just like yeah. he just starts breaking pots for some reason. It's like I didn't want to do this. What's happening? Uh, but yeah, you go to Link, and Link has options, and you can have like Link, like say an automatic voice line in, uh, or not voice line, an automatic thing in chat of like good job or good luck or whatever. Or you can ask, or you can have them interact with other players for you in ways that'll set up events. And so I think yeah, that stuff is cool. And like yeah, Anna is great for people who are playing and they are very if you're like a very casual like hey i'm in the i'm in the open world to exist in the open world then anna is so perfect for you because if you're the kind of person that just wants to discover as they go and as they explore then you just open up anna and go take me to the nearest event or hey i i, I just want to earn xp or i just want to do this or i just want to race and anna will automatically assign uh or put a pin on your map and then take you there and i think that yeah that is such a cool function the best i love those two with that let's continue the fun but let's take a moment to hear from our sponsors. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Upstart. If you avoid looking at your credit card statements every month, you aren't alone. With interest, it can feel like you're in a never-ending debt cycle. But Upstart can help you get out from underneath your debt and start living your life again. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan all online. Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. They look at your current employment and credit history to find you a smarter loan rate. You can even check your rate in just five minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. We've talked a lot about how Greg Miller was really bad with managing money when he first came out to IGN. He could have used Upstart back then. Thankfully, we have it now. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny funny but don't forget to use our url to let them know we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application upstart.com slash kind of funny all right guys back at it blessing and of course as we continue down the list we got to talk about the cars because there's over 500 cars in this edition at launch and it's everything right your favorite cars new and old your favorite brands and names right and so i got to ask you first off are you intimidated mm -hmm. by the car list? Are you happy with the car list? And then what's your favorite car so far? I so I'm not a huge car person. Like I kind of I kind of roll with whatever they give me because I feel like the the list is really big in terms of the amount of cars in this thing and so I'm always I'm always that person that 
uh, whenever I queue up an event, I look through, okay, what are the cards that are available to me? Do I have the recommended cards? I always go recommended because I don't want to mess around and get messed around because that has happened to me multiple times now where I go to an event and I'm like, cool, this is it's, it's an off-road event? Whatever. I'm going to pick this legendary S2 tier speed car that looks super I'm going to pick the McLaren or whatever whatever and I'm going to speed through and I get screwed in the event because I don't realize like oh yeah this isn't made for off road I'm not <laughs> this isn't how I go and so I I automatically just always go for whatever the recommended thing is and what yeah. what, what I I go by the numbers essentially like what has the highest numbers here under mm-hmm. the recommended um the thing that I usually love about the cars though in Forza are the I always never know, I never know how to pronounce the pronounce it the liveries the liveries do you know how to pronounce that word the, like essentially the, that, like the decals and the paints okay that's the what decals. i just call them yeah i don't know what the heck that word is yeah I don't yeah know. i learned i learned that word from forza but yeah i'll just use the word decal um in forza you can uh whenever you unlock a new car or buy a new car you have the option then to go through a bunch of decals that are user created and the users in this game the, the audience of this game is so creative and so oh. good because you can find the most ridiculous and amazing of decals. Like, Barry, if you're able to go into the, the general channel of this Discord, I think I dropped one. I dropped a tweet in here, like, yesterday of a video f- that I took a year ago from Force Horizon 4 of my Spider-Man uh, uh, decal that I had on my car. And to this day, that is my favorite thing ever. Um, but, yeah, people will make a bunch of different stuff, right? Like the Spider-Man one I just mentioned. The uh, I had a Persona one. I had a Dragon Ball Z one. I had a uh, Princess Mononoke uh, decal. Uh, Bear brought, has brought up my Spider-Man one, right? And it's the Spider-Man PS4 one, too. And I have my license plate on the back that says OK Beast. And my favorite thing about it is when I um, – my name in the game for my character is Beast. Uh, or at least for Forza Horizon 4, it was Beast. When I would ask Anna to take me to a race, the thing she would say is, OK, Beast going to a race that's and I, awesome yeah, yeah. For me, i was like that is the coolest thing ever i've made me feel so cool um but yeah like the the bummer about playing this pre-release is that there's not as many people out there making decals mm-hmm. there's still some you know i i found it a cool um into the spider-verse decal that i dig that was user created but i'm partly i'm trying to i'm trying to take it easy as i play this game because i don't want to play all of it during pre-release and then not want to play anymore uh after its release because i do want to get my hand on a lot of user created decals like that is the coolest thing ever to me um but yeah with that i kind of just go with the flow in terms of the cars like mike for you where are you at with the cars do you have a favorite one uh, uh, yeah of course the favorite one is the warthog blessing that is truly and honestly my favorite right. one i will race with that even when it's the wrong race because nothing is cooler <laughs> than the idea to me of like I'm Spartan 117 and I'm in Forza now and I'm just whipping around in this Warthog and I love it. But yeah, it's like, there's so many blessed and I'm not a car guy. So what I do is I'll go through all the name brands that I know, right? And mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I love the Porsche Cayenne, right? Like I like SUVs. So I go for the Porsche, I go for the BMW X5 and like, I'll buy all this collection of SUVs and then I'll be like, okay, I guess I got to get like fast cars now, right? And I'll figure that out. But like, I love that every time you start a race, it gives you like, Here's the cars that you own that are recommended. Choose one of those, right? And I, I've done really well this time around of like, don't choose the same car, Mike, right? Like click on a different car every single race, try it out, see what you like, what you don't like, the front steering, the, the back steering, the four-wheel drive, like what do you like the most about it? And so I love that they give you the recommended. And of course, just like in previous iterations, you can always buy or rent a car that is better suited for the races that you're doing. And so, yeah, I think... The cars are awesome. The decals are great, like you said, right? It's really, really cool to see what people can create. And I look forward to people pimping out the Warthog, please, with cooler gear so I can rock that for sure. But another one I noticed was 
car upgrades and as well car mastery, right? Another one mm -hmm. as you take a look at that, right? So I love that you can upgrade it yourself if you want. You can look at each and every one of the parts. You can elevate the car in a certain way. Or if you're just not a big car guy or gal and you just don't know what's happening, you can hit auto upgrade, which I really, really love. I think it's fast and easy yeah. where you can click on that and it just elevates it to the next tier as high as it can go with that certain car and the parts that you have, which I love, bless them. Yeah. Do you mess around a lot with the like skill tree, essentially, with, like, yeah, with the XP? The, the skill tree is weird, Bless, because you get points, but then you they're for each car. So like yeah. you're putting it into the car that I guess you would drive the most of. So I've really put a lot of car a lot of points into my Warthog because I drive that a lot. And also this Subaru WRX or one of the Subaru wagons. And so it's like man, what am I supposed to do? Is this all encompassing? And once you find out that like it's per car, I think that really slowed me down, but it is Same. interesting, right? Like it elevates your combo or how fast your combo will go, or it won't make sure you break your combo an X amount of, you know, mess ups, which I like. So it is cool to look at, but yeah, you got to really figure out the car that you love to put those into. And that's the one thing I don't like. about. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of it too, is you're spending your, um, you're getting xp to get skill points to then spend on things to get more xp and i'm like yes. oh okay that's 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 kind of weird right but like <laughs> whatever uh and yeah once i figured out that it was per car i stopped using them because i was like oh well i gotta figure out what my favorite car is yet like i don't know what my favorite car is and so i'm just gonna hoard all these skill points because the skill points i don't think are car to car the skill points i think are all encompassing but Correct. when you spend them, they're car for they're, car. Exactly. Blessed. And so I yeah. feel like I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to spend these things then because I'm just going to wait <laughs> until I have the car that I want that I know is going to be my my one and only. But yeah, I think like that was an interesting one. Again, like I go back to the wheel spins in terms of the when it, when it comes to progression, I'm focusing on unlocking more events and like filling out the like different um, like types of events like the, the card we were talking about earlier. But then, yeah, like getting wheel spins and, and that stuff. There's so many different ways or different types of progression in the game that like you, any way you play, there's like something for you that you can strive for, which is something I really like. Yeah, I'm really impressed with it. Another one you, I want to ask. Oh, tell me. Tell I, me. I was going to ask, do you have a preferred type of event like between the off-road or the street oh, race yeah. and all these things? That, that's great that you brought that up. Uh, I actually really like the circuits. Uh, I prefer, no. Yeah, circuits, I think is what, no, the sprints. I like the sprints mm. where it's start at point A and go to point B across the map. I really love those the most. And then after yeah. that, there's these drag racing events that I really, really enjoy because I pick one of the faster cars and I always notice that one person will catch up to you right at the end. And so I just jackknife them as hard as I can right into the finish <laughs> line so I can take first place. I love it so much. Uh, if you ever do that to me while we're online, we're becoming enemies, <laughs> Mike, just so you know. I would drop it. I would not take kindly to that. Yeah. Uh, but for me, though, like, I, I love the... It's weird because I... Historically, this has never been my jam, but the off-road races in this game, for some reason, are the most fun I have in this game. And I think part of it is because of how... Like, this game is such a mix of sim and arcade, but probably mostly sim. Uh, the driving does feel hardcore, right? You got to drift. You got to slow down at the right places. And I love the, um, uh, the like, GPS thing on the ground that you see, like, the arrows yeah. pointing to uh -huh. you in the direction because though they do a really good job of signaling to you when to slow down because it'll turn red when it's like, hey, slow down, right? Or if it's blue, that means you're pretty, you're pretty much good to go, um, which I think is, is really great for casual players or, or new players. But uh, the off-road races, 
are so great for drifting and there's like i think such a good pace of you're not you're never going super fast down a road because it's off road you're going at like a strong 30 miles per hour you're going faster than that but it feels like you're going 30 miles per hour and at any moment i feel like i can turn real nice right and there's a lot of twists and turns in these things and so i feel like i'm i'm i i feel way more competent in the off-road races because of how I guess more about navigation they are than about speed. Uh, and there's something really fun about that for me. And so those have been my, that, that's been my go-to. Oh, it's so much fun. And so with that, that's what I want to ask you is about difficulty, right? When we look at difficulty, are you finding a happy medium, right? So it goes from tourist, new racer, novice, average, above average, highly skilled, expert pro, and then finally at unbeatable. And so that's one, of course, in the racing games in the past is I'm like not the biggest racing guy. I usually put it down on the lower spectrum and win a lot, right? Like have mm. no problems winning. And this time I was like, you know what? Like let's slowly challenge ourselves every time. And so I felt myself go from novice to average then to above average. And I'm like nestled right now, right in between above average and highly skilled where I can do highly skilled, but there's a number of moments where if I mess up those CPUs, AKA the drivatars, which is a great word in video games will beat me. But if I go down to above average, I'll most likely win 99% of the time. So I found this nice little nestle spot that I'm pretty happy mm. with. I'm I think I'm still getting there. I when I booted up the game, I think I, I I don't know if it automatically assigned me or if I just picked usually when I pick a game, um, when I'm picking a difficulty, I just pick whatever the default is or the medium thing is. And so like usually I just go normal. Uh and so that that's probably what I did when I started this game, but I am winning a lot of races. And the thing that I like that the game does is after a while, after you win a certain amount of races, it pauses you and asks you, like, hey, you've won a lot of races. Do you want to turn up the difficulty? And every single time I get that, I say yes. I'm like, cool, yeah, let's jack this thing up. Because I often don't notice. When I'm playing a racing game or playing an event-based game like this, and I keep getting first place, in my mind, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But then when the game's like, hey, do you want to turn that thing up? I'm like, no, I guess I, I guess I do. I guess, yeah, let me, like, let, me, let me get more of a challenge. It feels like you are leveling up in like uh taekwondo or something and getting the next belt almost and yeah. i'm all about that and so i think the way the game handles difficulty is great again for if you are new to um a racing game like this or new to force horizon i think the game has a good range of difficulty to where if you're on the easiest of easiest i think you'll you'll have a good time adapting and uh getting used to it and i think they i the the the, the amount of difficulties like you read you read through a lot of different difficulties there i think that allows you to be like cool yeah. what is the right spot for me like you can you can find that for yourself uh and so yeah i'm pretty happy with the game and its difficulty oh my gosh and then on top of that there's like the extra layer of difficulty where you can turn off like auto drive and like certain other factors, right. To like continue to elevate your driving skills if you want, which is really, really cool. Another one we got to talk about when you talk about Forza Horizon is the music bless. And I'm so happy mm. to have you here on the podcast because you are Mr. Music and you're actually going to laugh at me because I had a big issue with the music. My first ever bug in the game and my only bug in the game bless was I played the game. And as I started blessing, I said to myself, Okay, here's the rock and jams that I'm used to. And then all of a sudden I said, man, that's weird. I'm pressing every single button on this controller and there's no other radio stations. Did they I, consolidate all I of the, the radio stations thing. into one? And I, I am a full weekend blessing essentially. And I have found that my radio was broken. I can only wow. stay on the rock music radio station. I've changed the button for the different radio stations to change it all over the place on button mapping. Blessing, I am stuck. On rock music. that's really weird i think what that i think what the bug is is 
early on in the game, I think it does stick you to one radio station. But after the first 30 minutes, I want to say, they then allow you to start switching radio stations. And I bet that that switch didn't happen for you. Because yep. I had the same thing like about 15, 20 minutes in where I was like, hey, I want to listen to Block Party. Block Party is my radio station when it comes to Forza Horizon because that is the hip-hop radio station. And I it just wouldn't let, <clears throat> wouldn't let me switch. And so after a certain while, um, I forget if it prompted me or if you I, do, or, or if I, I just pressed do a it mesh, I think you do a mission blast where you go up to some of the ruins and you put down like radio antennas for each radio. Maybe. I think it's how it goes. It's an expedition. I might be wrong, but like I vividly remember like, Oh, you're up here, like, put down these radio beacons, and, like, it unlocks each one. And for me, it's like, here I am a week later still listening to the same rock uh, channel. And it's, like, one of those where it's cool and all blessed, but, of course, it loses the lackluster. And also, for me, I'm like, where's the culture, right? Like, why am I stuck on Nickelback mm. and the Foo Fighters? Like, I want more <laughs> music here. What the hell is going on? I will say, I the music... <sighs> has never been a thing that has blown me away in Forza Horizon. And that's go that goes back to even Forza Horizon 3. I think, like, in 3, there are some tracks there where I was like, all right, this is bumping, like, this is all right, but it's never stuck with me in the way that a Burnout soundtrack has stuck with me or in the way that, like, a Tony Hawk or any other licensed soundtrack has stuck with me. I think the music has always been, like, a solid, like, fine to decent. And in this one, I'm getting a lot of the same, where none of the songs that have played on Block Party have, like... Have, have like made me go oh shit like here we go like this is the stuff right like none, none of the radio stations um have really spoke to me in that way well i say all that but i do want to give a shout out to and i'm not i'm not listening to this radio station in this one there is a classical music station that i used to listen okay. to in forza horizon 3 oh and yeah that was my jam the that classical so music station <laughs> was my jam yeah i love that that radio station and uh this one i i, I imagine it has it too i forgot about it and so maybe when i go back i'll start playing that but like for the most part it's fine like it's it's i think it's the music you expect from forza horizon yeah. and usually even like after a certain point i'm just playing my own tunes i'm like cool let me just put on my headphones and play the game because i, I like what i what i wish this game and even more games would do would have some kind of spotify functionality oh. Well, let me like, tell you about some dope blessing. Oh, in the reviewer's it. guide, Spotify app for Xbox, Spotify subscribers can also have the option to listen to their music and playlists in the there game via the Spotify Xbox app. Cool. I take it back. That's exactly what I'm asking for. I'm going to enable that as soon as possible. Because, <laughs> so you know, like, if that, if that, if they're able to take that and, like, if if it mixes well with the, the like, Forza sounds and all this stuff, dude, that is, I think that's the most, most ideal way to do it because yeah. the music you bring to the game, especially for a game like this, is, is I think going to be better than the game music. And so that's cool. What did you think of the skill songs? So every now and then the DJ will pop on and be like, hey, like I got a hot track for you. And guess what? We're going to upgrade your skill with like two times multiplier, multiplier and like it will hit the music. And for that mm. whole song, you get double XP on all of the different stunts and different things you do. Did you ever notice that? No, I did not notice okay. that. Maybe that's me wearing my headphones. I, I totally missed that. That is wild. That so sounds that, really cool, though. Yeah, one to keep in mind right there is, like, you're going to have these things called skill songs turn on, and the DJ will, like, take a moment and be like, hey, like, I got a hot track for you. We're going to do this, and we'll double multiply all the points that you get. So keep an ear out for that yeah. one. I thought that was cool. The only downfall for me, it was the same song over and over again, and I was like, this sucks. Oh, I, like, day three, I was like, I'm already moved on to podcasts and TV shows in the back of my Forza. And that's not what I wanted after day three of just reviewing it, you know, but it's a bug. So, it will the, way, be fixed. the way I play, it, I think the real reason why I didn't get that is the way I play Forza. I'm very much on to the next event. And so it's, and I, and I often, I often um, do an event that's nearby just to mm -hmm. save myself time from like driving across the map. And so like, 
when I'm only in the open world for two minutes at a time, I, I don't think it has time to like kick it in. That's what I that's what I assume it is. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool to to hear that they have that because that I think that's another level of like, oh yeah, that's something to do. That's a way to get up your skill because that's my that I I love. I, I'm sure everybody does this at some point in Forza. When I see my skill bar going up for the the, the points that I'm accumulating, I'll find an open field and just drift around just, just for a minute. On that. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah, keep I love keep it. drifting, keep like getting that multiplier up, start breaking stuff in the environment. Like that is that is, that is my jam. And so like as soon as I see that skill multiplier, I'm that's exactly what I'm doing. All right, bless. Well, let's round out the show. I have one final thing we got to touch on, and that's the big map. We're in Mexico now, and I need to know what's your favorite area so far. Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite area. Oh, you know what? <sighs> hmm. There is like a cool kind of like I don't know if I'll describe it as like swampy. It's like a foresty area that like you unlock for the um horizon, whatever the off-road one for for the horizon stuff is. Okay. Uh and like I really like that area. That area seemed really cool. And I think that just falls in line with me really liking liking the off-road stuff. Um yeah, I think that might be it. I don't know. There's a lot in this game in terms There's of different biomes. Less. I know yeah. it's really, really cool. Because, like, I think the easy one everybody will scream about is the volcano, right? It's really cool to I be on top there. of the volcano and look off in the vistas east and west and south and, like, see how big the game is and being able to be like, I'm going to go there now. Like, the volcano is an easy one. And I love that, like, on the backside of it, you can drop down and you'll look directly into a beach and the sand dunes and you'll just smash into that. So... The easy one for me is the volcano, but there's actually one that I really, really love. And that's up on the north side, Bless. I don't know if you've mm. seen this, but it's a canyon. And this canyon is type or it's really tight. And it has this cool, like, high desert feel of, like, you have the desert, but you also have some trees and, like, this beautiful red rock all around you. And it's, like, this really tight single road along with the river. And then there's a train track above you that's elevated. And like you wind in and out of the canyon and it's just so cool to be in that. So I really love that yeah. part of the map. Yeah, that's really awesome. But yeah, like overall, this map is pretty incredible. I'll say. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah, like it, it is a step above, I think, both Australia and the UK from the previous games. And the we talked about it before, but the live weather stuff, I think, is really cool and awesome. And I hope like I, I can, it makes me it makes me like uh, excited for what in the next Forza Horizon, like what the, the ways they iterate on this exact system. Cause I would love if they're able to get bo both in, right? Like if they're able to have like the seasonal weather, but then also the dynamic stuff. So when it is um, like when it's the winter time, you get periodic blizzards, right? Or when it's the, uh, the springtime, you get like the torrential da uh, uh, downpour or like in summer, I don't know what you do in summer, but like there's a, a different thing that goes on. I think there's a lot of potential there in terms of where they can go with that stuff. Cause that stuff, adds so much to the dynamic like basically like how the dynamic weather affects the way you play and yeah like i i totally love the stuff that they've done with this one with that oh, it's awesome well bless we're at the end of the podcast this has been our impressions review of forza horizon 5 you're down in mexico you're ready to have fun it's available this week if you get the early access or if you want to wait for it on game pass next week on november 9th but bless this is a new thing we want to bring into kind of funny and this is our review scale. So this might be the first time we've used it here at Kind of Funny. Definitely the first time at Kind of Funny X-Cast. Mm. So I thought, let's take a deep breath. Maybe if you could explain the scale, give me your impressions. I'll give you mine. And uh, we let everybody know where we fall on our review scale for Kind of Funny. 
Yeah, I love that you bring this up because this is something that we've not gotten to use before, and I think we just keep forgetting to use it. But uh, yeah, we're we want to introduce a review scale, and so uh, like we can kind of give our final stamp on what our impressions are for any given game that we're doing a full review of. And the scale is a it's a four point scale, right? And so we have at the bottom at the bottom is don't bother. Then there is uh, worth trying out. Then there is recommended and then game of the year contender, right? And so it's all kind of based on recommendation, all right? So don't bother, worth trying out, recommended, game of the year contender. And so, Mike, I guess I can let you go first, right? Like, where do you stand on this one? Thanks, Bless. Uh, You know, when I look at this and after my experience with it during the review and preview uh, period of this, I think Forza Horizon 5 and what Playground Games has created has created a superb and incredible open-world racing game. This is something that Xbox fans love and are always excited to have in their hands. And what they did with Forza Horizon 5 in Mexico, how they elevated with the next-gen tech, the awesome dynamic weather, all of the new events, the 500-plus car list. I mean, this is a banging game, and it's so awesome. And I'm going to put this very high up there. This is a Game of the Year contender, and this is a highly recommend for me, especially with it being day and date on Game Pass, on PC, and on Xbox with the ecosystems. But even if you were going to buy this, This is well worth your money. If you know what you're getting into with this open world racer that's very friendly to newcomers into the racing world, Forza Horizon 5 and Playground Games knocked it out of the park. Uh, Yeah, I 100% agree. I would put this at Game of the Year contender for me too. I think this is one of the uh, best games of the year across like however you want to slice it right like it is one of the best it is the best looking game of the year i'll say that off the bat it is one of the most polished games this year it is one of the best playing games this year it is it is one of the best it's one of the most fun games this year right like and i it's not a surprise for forza horizon because forza horizon historically has just been great but i do think five where five lands this year in video games it is up there man it is really fun it is really good it is one that I highly, highly, highly recommend. And again, like if you have Xbox Game Pass or an Xbox period, or if you're remotely interested in racing games, it's one that I cannot recommend enough. Yeah, I love that, Bless. Well, with that, that's our review and our impressions of Forza Horizon 5. Let me know down in the comments section below, are you excited for Forza? Are you jumping in early access? What's your favorite car? How excited are you to rip around Mexico? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. That's Blessing out of Yoye Jr. from Kind of Funny Games Daily and PS I Love You XOXO and The Blessing Show. If you haven't watched The Blessing Show, go find out what's up in video games with Blessing and The Blessing Show because it's really, really freaking good. And I love the EA episode. So maybe go check out the EA episode in EA yeah. and why it should come back because we love those awesome sports titles. But I'm your host, Snowbike Mike. Peace out, gamers. See ya.